Pat T. Berries, even though he's gone, his kind remarks, I appreciate what he said, and I've loved working with John Klein on a number of issues. He's uh, the home of Northwest, I'm the home of Delta, so we've worked on a lot of stuff in the last few years. But I, I have to tell you, you're not looking at a guy that grew up in the pension world and the benefit world. I, I was an independent contractor when I started my business career selling real estate, so we had no benefits by IRS, fiat, if nothing else. When I became president of the company, I had 800 independent contractors working for me, and I couldn't provide those benefits, or I'd have to become an employer employee. So when I got elected to the Congress of the United States, what I knew about pensions, you could put in a thimble and have plenty of room to put something else. But two things happened. One, I happened to get represented from get elected from a state whose home airline had 91,000 employees and retirees who were about to lose their pension. When you're a politician and 91,000 of your constituents are about to lose their money, you become knowledgeable. <laughs> you get in trouble. And then the second thing happened, I had a fortuitous opportunity to meet Diane Allen, who is one of the smartest people I've ever had the chance to, to work with, who really helped me navigate through the 2006 Pension Protection Act and learn so many things about what's happening with pensions in America, with corporate America. It's good experience for me to, all my business life, I, I had my own 401k for a while and IRAs, uh, planning for my retirement. I, I wasn't gonna have a company retirement. In fact, the first retirement I ever, first place I ever worked where there was some kind of retirement plan was the United States Congress. Uh, but, so I planned on saving so that whenever I did quit, I'd have enough to live on for my wife and my family. And I, and I understand defined contribution plans very well, which are the future of retirement for American workers. I think everybody recognizes that defined benefit plans, that we've got to do everything we can to preserve the ones that exist, but there are not going to be a lot of new ones created, simply because of circumstances, conditions, the economy, and many other factors. But I am committed as a member of Congress, doing everything I can to help preserve those pensions that exist, that are in place and exist for the American people and the American worker. And interestingly, or thankfully, because pensions are spread over a period of time, if you understand the time value of money, you can work with <coughs> pension obligations in difficult times when you have a situation like the economic decline the last two years. And with smoothing techniques and alternatives, get back to a position of preserving what, what has to be there to pay the benefits of that the defined uh, benefit plan in the future years. And that's what we worked with on the Delta solution or the airline solution in 2006 in the Pension Protection Act. We, we forced, we allowed longer amortizations in return for better assumptions, which allowed the airlines to contribute over time and get, bring their pension fund whole without forcing them at one time to have to put what little capital they had left in the fund they ultimately would jettison. And because of that today, Northwest and Delta's pension funds aren't the propriety of the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation, but they're funded, they're paying their benefits, and their employers are getting what they said in Delta and Northwest now represent because they're combined into the largest airline in the world. So I think what, what happened, and Diane Allen, I brag about her all the time, but she's really the person that helped us make that happen uh, in the health committee when we did it in 2006. Unbeknownst to me, uh, I ended up being fortunate enough to have a company like NCR decide to move to Georgia last year. And Mr. Moody, who's their very aggressive CEO, educated me real quick on what he was going to have to do in terms of how much he was going to have to put in his pension fund if we didn't 
figure out some way to bring about some degree of relief under current circumstances that we're in today. And I know firsthand, as, as a person who ran a business, although I didn't have a defined benefit plan, that if you have some looming uh, sinking fund you got to put money into, or reserve you got to put money into, at a time when capital is tight and there's little credit, which I think is a good definition for today's America, you got a big problem. And I appreciate very much what Pat said about the amendment we did in the extenders bill in the Senate, which we passed 100 to nothing, by the way. Ben Cardin deserves a lot of credit. I went out and find, I always like to find somebody on the other side to work together to make something happen. And we were able to make it happen. We, we, we gave uh, the other side what they wanted, which was some punishment for a CEO making over a million dollars a year and some correlation to what their contribution to the pension fund would be based on that, but in the same token, give the corporation some ability to smooth the obligation they had so that it's <coughs> desperately tight credit. Uh, they didn't take all of their capital reserves and have to put them into a pension fund and could save the jobs they would have otherwise cut because of what they had to put into the pension fund. The toughest explanation I had over on the other side in working on that was to explain what somebody who runs a company has to do when they have got a mandatorily required deposit of money by the government or by the IRS or by the regulators. We just don't print money in business, unlike the government. We don't, doesn't grow on trees in business like we wish it would. And we can't just go out and dig in the backyard and find it. We have to compensate by that, that contribution. And the largest single cost of both businesses is personal services, which is the salaries of the employees in your company. And so, we, we worked out a good compromise in the Senate. I hope the House Ways and Means Committee will recognize that what we did was good, was good for America, was good for jobs, was good for employees, and punished people who made over a million dollars a year, which they really want to do. So and we got all those things done, and I hope that will happen. Other than that, I'm glad to work uh, in a bipartisan way with Jeff Bigelman on uh, an opportunity to disclose to folks with uh, 401ks that when they cash out what their pension annuity would be worth if they decided to do that. I think we, the Social Security system does a good job of sending me once a year a four-page statement that tells me it's going broke in 2037, but also tells me up until then how much I'm going to get. I think, I think helpful information to employees who have 401ks on what other opportunities are out there for their retirement helps to at least give them the opportunity to protect themselves against what so often happens, which is too early a spending, too fast, and a cash out, and then not enough left when you turn, find out you're going to live a lot longer than you thought you were. So, with that said, I think I've said more, I know I've said more than I know, and, and I'm just delighted to be here and delighted to be with my dear friend Jim McCreary, and I'll be delighted to take a question or two. <laughs> uh, Congressman Tiberi made a comment that he thought uh, his prediction was that, that singles would be covered this year, but not multis. Do you agree with that, or? Yeah, Ed Iggy's the brains of my operation on pensions and many other things, and he is sitting over there. But I would have to say probably 50-50, yes, maybe even a little greater odds that nothing on, on uh, singles is going to happen. Would you say that's right, Ed? Yeah, I guess so. It is a guess, but uh, I mean, there ain't a lot happening now. I mean, we're trying to make some things happen, but this is all thematic politics at its uh, best right now. 
you would think at a time when everybody in America thinks jobs is the most important issue and the state of the economy is the thing we need to work on the most that we would be doing that, but we're not in the Senate and I don't think the House appears to be either. I think that's very unfortunate. But I do hope what happened, what we were able to pass in terms of the extenders will happen because it will be a significant, it'll be up three and a half billion, is that right? Three and a half billion dollars in capital that would otherwise be tied to pension funds for corporations to be investing in jobs. And that's, I don't know of any better job stimulus than that. Anybody else? Well, if not, thank you very much for all you do for me and have done for me. And if I can ever help you in any way, I hope you'll just call our office. We're the only Isaacson in Washington in the phone book. The only Isaacson around the spells it with a K and we answer our phones. Give